everyone and welcome to the Beta Geeks, the weekly grab bag of topics covering movies, comics, video games and TV. My name is Jags, I am your beard master and with me today, again, the marvellous Patrick Brown. <laughs> G'day mate. How you going bud? I'm good, I'm good. I've got to fix this mic arm, it's not right. Oh yeah. I had an issue before, I had like a technical issue just before you got here. Yeah. It was like that episode of Breaking Bad where the flies in the lab. I had this fly <laughs> flying around the house and I was just like, and I was like, that's going to fuck with my audio so bad. So I'm trying to find this fly and chase it out of the house because it was just like, and it just took me straight back to that Breaking Bad episode, <laughs> which is probably one of the best Breaking Bad episodes, actually. Yeah, I like Just kind of one of the self-contained kind of bottle episodes. Really threw you out of the, um, just the, the normal story because you kind of needed a break at that point as well. Yeah. It was like a little, little break episode and then still related to it. Yeah, no, it's good. No, it was bloody good. I really liked that episode. Mm. Directed by Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Didn't know that, did you? No. no. Now you do. <laughs> uh, did you pre-order some of those pop vinyls? I saw some more. There's like a yeah. Green Goblin one in that now? I know. I, I did. I pre-ordered three. So, I got Groot. Which ones? I got, I got Groot. Um, I was nearly tempted to get the big life-size Groot one. It was massive. But, yeah, I just got the normal one and I got Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah, and I got Miles Morales as well. Yes. Well, and um, I was tossing up between getting Groot and the Green Goblin, but yeah, then I just got Groot instead. So. You can always get them down the road. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I reckon I will later. We yeah. got a lot of good feedback on our uh, tangent episode last oh, yeah? week, really? which was originally meant to be our Witcher episode. But yeah. yeah, we got some we got some great feedback on that episode. <laughs> a lot of people liked it. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, my UFO story. I was telling it to people on that, and I'm like, they're like, tell me a UFO story. And I was like, just tune in and listen. I, I, <laughs> I rant about it for like 15 minutes, but tune in and listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, shout out to Alex for that uh, and her UFO story. She told me this UFO story, this uh, young lady I work with. She had yeah. a UFO encounter Ooh. one day. She she told me, very short story, she was in a friend. No, she was in a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex. She was in a car with her friend and they were driving along and they saw something in the sky and they're like, what the fuck is that? And they pretty much followed it like all across town. And they're pretty sure it was, well, it was a UFO because she said it kind of looked like a manta ray, kind of like the shape of a Uh, manta ray, like in the sky with like kind of a tail segment and stuff. And they followed it and followed it. She filmed it like on her phone, had all this video and stuff. Um, it disappeared. They followed it until it disappeared. And then, you know, they were hanging out that night and they were watching the video and like, here it is on this video. I yeah. filmed it. And she's like, I went to bed and I got up the next morning and I opened my phone and the video was gone. <laughs> what? And I was like, are you serious? She's like, 100% serious. 100%. That's, I was like, what that's the fuck? A, That's intense. That's, that's, some, that's some conspiracy that shit. That is, isn't it? And I was like, what brand of phone did you have? She's like, oh, I can't remember. I was like, oh, it's Google or Samsung, Apple. <laughs> They're in the UFO conspiracies and shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wow. heard that UFO story from Alex. Yeah. 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 But yeah, got some good feedback. Um, yep. I'm keen to float tank again. When I was listening to it, I was like, oh, that had a good... Good, good experience with that float tank. I mm. want to do it again. I have to try it sometime. You have you sent me those ASMR videos, but I haven't mm. tried any of them. I'm a bit scared. Oh, no, nothing scared to be scared to. of. Yeah. Nah, it's just relaxation stuff. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm too scared to Just open think them. of it like walking into your float tank thing. It's just like that. No, it's okay. exactly what it's like. You just go, it's like you're about to go and do your float tank thing, and you just, but you're going to bed and you're just going to lay there and relax. And that's yep. it. 
You're gonna have to come. You're gonna have to like. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to tee it up like a float tank session. You got to come in with an open mind though. Yeah. And you got to do it naked. Oh yeah. <laughs> naked, you got to do yeah. it naked. I will. You could try it with the lights on, the music on, but there's spread big eagle. buttons there. You yep. spread eagle, man. You let it all <laughs> hang out. You let it all hang out. Just like you're in nature, like you're in the womb or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, in the womb. Yeah. In the womb. Yeah. But yep. no, it's really good. It's mm. really good. I reckon you might dig it. And then you get like a free herbal tea when you're done. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Nice. Today, we are definitely talking about The Witcher yeah, Season 1. No, no tangents. No tangents. <laughs> We're going full spoilers for The Witcher today because we assume that 98% of people have seen it. And if you haven't, well, you better tune out now and come back when you've watched it. Because mm. we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. <laughs> At least, we Go probably deep. will. We probably will. I'll bring something up and Pat will be like, oh, I want to talk about spoilers. Can we talk about spoilers now? I'm like, no, wait. We've got to do the first impressions in that first. <laughs> Fair to say, we were excited yeah. for this show, yep. but also nervous at the same time. Mm. Because uh, I guess we can just talk about our Witcher background. We were yep. like a lot of people. Uh, we came into the Witcher franchise. Uh, through the third game, The Witcher 3 yeah, uh, yeah. Wild Hunt. Is that the first time you got into it? That was my first experience me with too. The Witcher. I yep. don't even know why, like, what made me get into that game. What made mm. me... Obviously, it looked amazing. It was this big open world and yep. monsters and witches and wizards and witches, witchers. Yep. Um, and it just looked really cool. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to get this game. It looks mm. amazing. And I, I got it. I it. And I played it. And honestly... I think it was probably the best, ge- like my game of the last decade. Yeah. Because we were gonna we were gonna do like a you know maybe a you know twenty ten to twenty twenty show. Yep. Pit cherry pick some of our favorite things, but I honestly think that game was probably game of the decade for me. Oh yeah. It was so good. It was so well written. It was so involving. It just fucking pulled you in. It does. Like yeah. this world, man. It just pulled you into it. So it's detailed just so in rich every way. And detailed and dense and yeah. interesting. It's one of those games I that it feels like it, it won't end and which I which I like. I like to have a game that I go into and you feel like that you can't accomplish every little side quest or little little thing. You know, there's always something else and, and that's one of them games. I just it makes me feel like the the world is more real, like you know, you can't just tick off every little thing in the list. There's mm. always... It's so big. It's massive. Mm. Massive game. Apparently, The Witcher 3 is my most played PlayStation 4 uh, okay. game. Yep. Uh, there was this video thing you could do uh, like a year and a half ago or 12 plus months ago. PlayStation had this link where you went yep. to the website and you like you put in your username and password and it went through like all your PlayStation 4 like game history and trophies and that yep. and it gave you like your top 3 most played games and my most played game was The Witcher 3 yeah, it was like nice. 300 and something hours <laughs> I'd played it two playthroughs and then when I saw that I was like fuck that doesn't seem like a- enough <laughs> there should be I feel like there should be more hours there <laughs> like the amount of time I put into that game but I suppose like 300 and you know, yep. 350 hours-ish mm, that's is uh, a big chunk of time. That's about how much I put into Vice City back in the day. Oh, man. I remember looking at the stats. Game. Did you do Blood and Wine? You played... Fuck yeah, I did it all, yeah, man. Yeah, that's... I, I I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I have bought The Witcher 3 four times. <laughs> I bought it on PS4. Yeah. I bought the Game of the Year edition on PS4. I bought it on the Switch, and I bought it again on the PS4 because my original copy I got rid of 
and I don't know what I did with like the soundtrack and everything. Yeah. So I bought a secondhand one off eBay <laughs> to get the soundtrack and shit. Wow. So I've bought four copies of yeah. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, I've played through it twice on yep. PS4. I'm playing through it on the Switch, and I've just started a new game on yeah. PS4. So I've kind of got like two games concurrently going yeah. of The Witcher 3. One <laughs> I can take on the go, and yeah. one I play at home. Um, did you play all Blood and Wine Hearts of Stone? Yeah, everything. Got, mm. got through it all. I loved it. I think Blood and Wine was my absolute favourite. I, I think I liked that even more than the main game. Mm. When you that, go to Tucson. Yeah. I, I just like uh, the light and... You know, it's it's sunny. It's it's kind of like going on a holiday. Uh, it just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a witcher goes on a holiday. Yeah, it felt like it, and it was. It's uh, very fairy tale like. There's a, yeah, there's, exactly. There's queens and knights and castles. The story and, was great. The yeah. vampire and stuff you got to get after, and yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot more. I don't know something about it. I just I really love that that um, DLC and the. They were so generous with it. It was almost like a sequel, like Witcher 4. It, it felt was like, like a whole whole new game. I yeah. mean, I've, I've played other games I've bought, mm. you know, that were nowhere near as long as that. You know, look at, it, look at any COD game or whatever I bought 10 or so years ago, you know, yeah. or around the same time. Their campaigns are only six to eight hours yeah. for like a full price game. And you go and turn around and spend, you know, 38 bucks mm. on this DLC package. Yeah. And you're... You're getting, you know, if you want to smash through it, you're probably getting a yeah. good at least, you know, 30 to 50 hours of gameplay. Mm. I mean, that's a big fucking chunk of time. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, I mean, I'll talk about what got me into The Witcher real quick for in, in the first place. Like, the thing that intrigued me about it was uh, I just love the idea that he's a, a monster hunter and he just takes bounties and... Uh, it's almost like a Mandalorian thing, you know, that, the, that you know, mm. and, uh, but this is in the fantasy world and he's just, he's a trained, you know, uh, monster hunter and... And he comes from such an interesting background as well, like yeah. the, the lore behind witches mm. and what actually happens because they're mutants, yeah. you know, they they start off as human, you know, when they're uh, young, when they're children and that, and they put through all these trials and these mutations and stuff. Mm to transform them into witches and majority of them don't survive. What yeah. is it? It's like three out of ten boys survive yep. the trial. So it's absolutely like brutal yeah. process to become Hardcore. a witcher. And it doesn't happen for everyone. Like mm. there are children who don't survive. And I like how you feel. Uh, once you're deep into the story of the, of the game and, and the witcher himself, you, you kind of feel like he's... He almost is more human than the humans because he knows... he. he the humans are the ones that he encounter and go up, you know, that get the bounties of them. They're almost monsters themselves. I mm. think that's the way he sees them. They're usually quite evil in a way, and uh, the monsters are the ones just trying to survive and uh, a get lot of by. yeah, because Geralt doesn't kill intelligent monsters, yeah. monsters that have intelligence that can think for themselves. He makes the choices because the he always, choices. you know, he gives them the option. He's yeah. like, leave, go, never come back, exactly. live your life, change your ways. Do what you can. If mm. you don't, I'll find you and, and I think I'll that, kill you. That changed a lot for me in the game because it wasn't just a hack and slash game that you go and you just no. gotta slash every monster you see. It was a, that was probably one of the first times I've seen in a game where you actually it was deeper and it was it was more serious and real and you could actually make these really cool choices and feel good about them in the end, you know. And it, and it, I think it just 
made it such a, a great game and a great story and and uh yeah i fell in love with, with the witcher then so mm. and you could it. tailor the game how you wanted to play you yeah. could play Geralt how you wanted you could choose to play him as you know kind of the hard-ass witcher who you know helps people but doesn't do it for free you yep. know always wants payment um you know is, is a bit sterner with people or you can choose him to be more thoughtful and more forgiving in that, you know, oh, this is all the money we have. And you're like, ah, you know, you keep it. Keep it for your family or whatever, you know, no payment is required. So you can choose to play him like super chivalrous. Have a bit more of a heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one thing that, you know, I loved about the game and that was conveyed really well. Yeah. As well, because you could see the complexity in Geralt that he wasn't just like, you know, there's this stigma around witches that, you know, that they, you know, when they go through their mutations, it pretty much removes their emotions and mm. they're very emotionless and thoughtless and they don't really care. They're, you know, kill monsters, pay me. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Mm. Um, reputation, kind of. Yeah, that's exactly right. But then, you know, you see more of Geralt. He's not actually like that. Sometimes he yeah. may put up that front, but he's actually a really good bloke who does want to help people. It's like he falls in love and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. But he's been through so much that, you know, he's just kind of got this outer shell, you it's know, that been you've alive just got to like, break through. Yeah, like 100 years he's been alive or something. Longer, like that, I so. think. I think he's well, he's been alive for like 300 years or something like that. Oh, it's really? It's fucking wow. ridiculous. It's yeah. obscene. But yeah, the game uh, was pretty, pretty seminal for the both of us, I'd have to say. Mm. And then to find out that... A Witcher TV series is coming oh, from yeah. Netflix. So and excited. I was just like, fuck, this is awesome. But, yeah. but it's going to be based more on the books. Remember when we used to like throw our casting choices out? Like, who would you like to see as the Witcher? And I think my choice was um, Jamie Lannister from uh, Game of Thrones because he looked, he has that kind of face. He looked a lot like mm. the White Wolf, you know, the, the Witcher. He had that kind of look about him. I thought he would be a great Witcher. And yeah. and what was your choice? I can't remember. Um, I wanted um bloody Mads Mikkelsen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wanted Mads Mikkelsen. That's what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. yeah he's cool. Yeah. Um he was really cool actually. Mm. But um no uh we were a bit apprehensive about the show because yeah. we were worried, you know, we were such fans of the game, but neither of us had read the books in that. I had a passing mm. interest in the books and I kind of, you know, as I was playing The Witcher and wanted to know more, learn things in the game that I kind of didn't know, I explore a bit more, mm. jump online and try to find out a bit more. Um, but then as it was going, like, they, they're telling us that it's going to be based more on the books, less on the games, more on the books, which is yeah. fine because that's originally where it comes from. Yeah. And those games, like, when you look at The Witcher 3 in particular, yeah. they're so dense with shit from the books. Like, it's laced through all those yeah. games. Like, yep. But uh, us be- not being fans of the books or having read them, like, we don't pick that out. We yeah. just appreciate this for what it is as a video game as a story as uh you know these characters as they're presented to us mm. we don't know any of you that you could almost say that we've experienced it deeper than the books because we've visualized it more and i'm sure that they got it down to a t like in that game i'm pretty sure it's i know I'm not talking story wise i mean being in the world and being mm. around the environment and everything it's it, much more immersive for us yeah we could we're really actually, we're in it we're playing soak it, it in and be mm. there and, and all that so it was really good to kind of live it like that so yeah and, and i remember when so how do you feel when the the casting of uh henry cavill uh came into the picture and 
Remember yeah. you and Bob weren't too... I think it was mainly Bobby didn't like it as much. Yeah, no, I was pretty keen. I, I liked the idea of Henry um, yeah. because it was around about the time he was doing press for Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, that's right. S- someone, I think it was the IGN, just randomly said to him, he's like, oh, you know, there's a Witcher TV series. How mm. would you feel about playing Geralt? Because he knew that uh, Cavill was a gamer and he played The Witcher 3. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, that'd be great. That'd be like a dream come true. I've loved mm. those games and... And uh, it'd be a really interesting character to yeah. sink his teeth into. Mm. And then it wasn't much long after. I think it was like a month. Was it less than a month? Yep. We found out that Henry Cavill had been cast it's as Geralt <laughs> in the TV series. And we're just like, holy fuck. I know. And in hindsight now, we found out that he, as soon as he found out that a TV, a Witcher TV show was going into production, he chased after it. Like before they even had anything written. Yep. He chased after it. He's like, <laughs> I want it. And he was just like, apparently he had his agent like calling like every day. Oh, wow. He's like, Henry's interested. He wants yeah. to meet you. He wants to talk about this role. And he'd love to play Geralt. He think he can do it, you know? Um, and I imagine majority of that come from the video games and, you know, his appreciation and how mm. he viewed Geralt. And I've sort of, sort of seen media and promotion and that since. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was more, he played the games first, but then I think once he, the show was coming or he was interested or he got the show, yeah. then he read the books. Yep. They downplay it in a lot of the interviews and that because they keep saying, this is based on the books, but it's there's so much in this show that's mm. taken from the games. Yep. And a lot of stuff they wouldn't admit to begin with, but now they kind of have, you mm. know, oh, yeah, we got this from the games and we kind of got, you know, his voice in that especially. But, yeah, I was I was keen for Cavill. Yeah. And then they had that makeup video, the hair and makeup test video. You know, oh, yeah. He walks out of the black and he's got the wig in that yep. on. Good test. Good yeah. test to begin with. The, the wig wasn't completely there yet. Apparently, they spent a lot of time on that wig trying to get it right. Oh, I the, thought it was quite good in, in the, the show. In the end, in the show, it's, it's seamless. It looks... Like, he's really got that kind of grey hair because um, I was worried about that too because it seems like it's... Uh, I've seen a lot of times before where it hasn't been done well and mm. it just looks like they've got paint in their hair or something. You can get wigs that look fucking awful, but that I thought perfect. this was good. Like, yeah. it, it was pretty much flawless. Like, I've seen a lot of exactly. people complain about the wig and stuff in the show. I'm like, what are you talking about, mm. man? Like, the wig looks really good. It's, ex- it's spot on. Mm. It looks nearly seamless. There yeah. might be the odd time and the odd shot where it kind of like, oh, that kind of hairline just looks a little bit funny. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, it looked really good. My favourite part about uh, Henry being cast was just the fact that he already... He's got that build that a Witcher should have. Mm. Um, because I was worried that whoever they would cast would just be... Because a lot of good actors usually don't have that kind of big build. And, you know, they're not like... They haven't been to the gym every, like, seven days a week or whatever. And uh, But Henry is happens to be one of those great actors who's already like he's played superman he was massive and mm. and um that's just kind of how i pictured garrett i was really hoping that he would be uh just solid and look like look like he's trained for you know decades trying to be the perfect witcher and like mm. to take down monsters looks like he can actually handle himself in a in a fight you know like that's how i pictured him so i really liked his physique i um that jawline too spot on yeah the jawline (laughs) fuck the jawline um i i liked his physique because obviously going back to the game and that again in the game Mm. Geralt is quite lean he is lean he's quite lean but he's also he's very muscular you know as well Mm. and in the show they kind of 
did the same sort of thing. Yep. Henry Henry's a tall dude. He's wide across the shoulders. He's got a big chest. Yep. He's got a real little waist, and he looks super lean. Mm. But he's ripped to fucking shit. I'm so glad they did that bath scene in the show. That was well. a nod to fans of the game. It was exact. Like, I was grinning that whole time watching that because I was like, this just feels just like the game, and it was mm. per- it was just perfect. And Yennefer in there it was... She was perfect. He was perfect. It was just great. Mm. Mm. What was your first impression of the show? Because we got... When did we get it? We got it the 20th of December. So, we got it the last, like, 10 days mm. of the year. Um, what was your first impression of the show? Like, um, what did you think of, like, the look and stuff? Like, yeah. Geralt's, Geralt's look, his armor design, oh, single yeah. sword on the back, yep. roach. What did you think? Yep. So, my first impression was all of that was spot on. I was like, yes, yes. Um Outfit, the armor, uh, the monster fight at the beginning, perfect. I was like, this is great. And it was intense and uh, really happy with that. That looked really good CGI, actually. That was, that with, the, was with the Kiki Moore. The Kiki Moore, yeah. Yeah. It was, that was great. And, I think they um, were coming out of the gate. So they're like, right, mm, this is like the first scene like yeah. in the show. Like, we got to get. I felt like they probably felt like if they didn't have, like, any monster hunting in, like, the first episode yeah. or two, people would kick up a stink. They're like, there has to be some sort of monster-related yeah. thing happening. I remember, uh, yeah, so every everything, the looks were spot on. I was really happy with the, the world, the way it looked and all that. Felt like the game a lot. Uh, I think I got, I did, to be honest, I did get a little, I got pretty lost through the first most of the episode, um and kind of little bored in places this first episode mm. and then it was at the end um where it was just yeah that was that was great that last scene mm. at the end that big fight scene at the end and stuff like that but i was i was getting a bit lost and i couldn't follow as much but uh yeah i mean it happened through the whole show a lot and i had to kind of look at a few youtube videos to understand what was happening but and I think it was when you mentioned that there is actually split timelines and they don't explain it. That's when I was like, oh, okay, that's why mm. I'm getting lost a bit. But that's it, really. The rest, like, once I did understand it in the end, I was it's great. Like, mm. it's it's spot on. I just I couldn't follow it too much, too well, that was all. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I, I quite like the look of the show. I think yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. really comes across as, like, dark, gross fantasy. Mm. Like, very adult fantasy yeah. you know this is not like lord of the rings and stuff where there's sunshine and mm. and green grass and all this sort of stuff this is very adult this is very dark yeah um it's a hard hard world you know living on the continent um but i really liked it i think Geralt looked uh amazing i mm. really liked um the cat's eyes um because in the game you actually have cat's eyes you've got the yellow eyes with the cat slits like oh, down yeah. your eyes yeah like uh, kind of like snake eyes kind of thing mm. but in this they kind of just went for those yellow orange lenses and i thought that was a really good choice i'm not sure in the books if he actually has if it says he has mm. eyes exactly like a cat with slits down the middle um but i really liked uh, usually, that choice usually in movies or shows when people have serious lens, like contact lenses like that, they're a big different color. You can usually spot them straight out and they look real off. But this one was okay. I thought through the show worked really well, especially in a few scenes. And then there was only a couple of moments when he would it'd be a real close up or he'd be looking in some direction and you could kind of tell that he had lenses in. But most part, 
spot on. I, I, thought, I thought it was, it was great. done I, so I, well. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought the lenses were pretty flawless. Yeah. It's that kind of thing in movies where you get like that tight close up and you can see the ring of the lens around their, you know, around their mm. eye. And you're like, because I saw that. I watched Mission Impossible yeah. the other night. I watched Rogue Nation and uh, Fallout. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're wearing, like, lenses and shit, and you can see, like, the outlines. Because mm. it's in, a, like, a very well-lit room and stuff, and then you yeah. end up seeing the outlines and shit. Um, but I think they got away with this a lot because it's always very fucking overcast and dark and shit in yeah. the show. So I thought they got away with it um, pretty I thought, well. I thought Yennefer's were perfect. That's Hers were the one because she's got purple really deep purple yeah she's got the violet eyes yeah and um i couldn't tell once that that was contacts like they Mm. they looked natural naturally Mm. purple yeah that hers was pulled off so well absolute standout like very you know you can't miss them you get drawn into them but after a while you kind of just fall into the show and you're like yep this is normal she has violet purple eyes but that's normal Mm. you know it's not weird or anything yeah um, I, uh, what else did I like? The first episode, like yourself, I found a little bit challenging. I'm um, like, um, and I thought the first episode is one of the weakest episodes yep. of the show. Um, I understand how you felt challenged because I felt n- not challenged to begin with. Like mm. I was understanding as I was going along because it is quite dense, was but it wasn't lost. until, mm. it wasn't until episode four when uh, Geralt went to the bloody wedding do at Queen Calanthe's mm. palace and that, and I saw all those characters who had died in previous episodes, I'm like, and they're back. this is a separate timeline. I know. They're doing separate timelines. And I, then- that snuck up on me too. Even though you warned me about it and it then it happened, I was like, oh, I was like, that's that's weird. It felt weird because it wasn't even explained. There's no, mm. there's no like, you know, 10 years before or whatever. It was yep. like... I don't know how long, I, I don't know the timelines. But yeah. Yeah. But it was being told in a non-linear fashion. Yeah. I think because uh, Lauren S. Hishrick, um, she, her emphasis on the show, like the thing that she's most drawn to is the family element of mm. Geralt, Yennefer and Ciri. But yep. because witches and sorceresses mm. live so long yeah. and Ciri is quite young in the books, they had to play all this stuff out yeah. before they got to that. But then they could not set up Siri. So, like, yeah. let's do multiple timelines. And what actually happened for me was I watched the first four episodes mm. and then um, Kate come around and she wanted to watch it. And I'm like, oh, well, I've got, like, four episodes left. She's like, I want to watch it from the start. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then I rewatched the first three episodes before I'd finished the season. Yeah. So... Once I rewatched the first episode, because I was already kind of versed with who these characters are, because it is quite dense. It's it's that daunting thing of learning a new show. Yeah. Like, when you watch a first episode, you're like, I have to learn, like, where is this place? What are these regions? What are these armies? Mm. What's that person's name? I have to remember that person. It's learning all names and places and things, mm. and, and you go through it. But when I went back and watched the first episode again, there, like... If you really pay attention and you work out, like, what their names are, if you're cleverer than I am and you work out what their names are and you kind of get it locked down in the first episode, mm. you can figure out in the first episode, it is clearly explained, you can figure out that yeah. it is multiple timelines in the first episode if mm. you go back and, and rewatch it and that again. Yeah. Because um, there is a mention, Queen Calanthe is talking to Siri and mm. she's Siri says to her, you won your first battle when you were my age, so she's like fifteen or something like that. Yeah. And then in the next scene with like Geralt and Renfrey, 
Renfrey mentions, oh, Queen Calanthe just won her first battle. Okay. And you're like, ah, I know yeah. that name. Ah, so this is like, this happened in the past. This is happening because Geralt's, title, Geralt's an yeah. old motherfucker. Mm. They're going to set up his story before he That's one meets Siri. Hardest things. Well, at the once the show was done and I looked up a bit more, the one thing that shocked me, which I didn't even realize until I saw it, was, yeah, the whole timeline is split over like 100 years. Mm. Like, there are scenes that are based in Geralt's early life and then, you know, 50 years later and they just jump like decades ahead. And it's hard to tell because they don't age. It's so hard to tell. And um, one of the things that I think I couldn't feel was when, because, so Geralt and Yennefer's relationship, uh, which is supposed to be blossoming through the show a bit, when you, when they finally, you know, they're together and then I think it, you only get like one scene later and mm. it's apparently supposed to be... Uh, like they haven't seen each other for 30 years or something like that. Yeah. And it's like then they're, you know, they're supposed to have this relationship there where they've been around each other for... Or, or, they, they've known of each other for so long. And yeah. I didn't connect that at all. There's it, a big leapfrog from like when they first meet yeah. to when they meet up again. Yeah. Like, 30 40 it's years like the down next the road episode or something but then they reference how they'd met previous and that and like there's times when like that was you know it'll be feel, yeah i think it's like episode four has got like Geralt and yasky they go to the the queen's party uh pavetta's gonna be married off and then in the next episode uh Geralt's there and yasky comes along and he runs into him and he's like oh Geralt, good to see you again what's it been a decade and it's like, oh, so it's been 10 years since they've seen each other. Yeah, so he looks exactly the like, same. <laughs> well, technically he's meant to age as the show goes or yes, whatever, but yeah. there, there's no real there's no real way that they kind of showed that, you know. Yeah. There, there is a little bit in episode two and three. Um, There is a good jump there because obviously we haven't like talked about uh, Yennefer in that much yet. But when Yennefer's like, first appearance in episode two, you see her, she has quite short hair. But then in the next episode where she's becoming... Uh, much more powerful mage. She's becoming more confident stuff before she mm. undergoes her transformation. You can see her hair is nearly twice as long. Okay. So it's just down below her shoulders. Yeah, see, when and you're like, ah, there's been a good chunk of time that's passed, probably yeah. like a year or something. That was another thing I didn't I didn't get was when Yennefer is in her training and she's kind of just turned up to the school at that time when I was watching and she's starting to learn like with the picking up the, making the rock float and stuff like that. Mm. Um and, you know, so that there was going through, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool, going, you know, seeing her go through all this training. But then they kind of just skipped through that. It was like an episode or two later. And apparently she's in her prime. She's like, no, knows all this amazing, mm. like she's one of the most powerful witches. And I, I didn't get that. I was like, oh, I wanted to see more in depth of her progress. Like I would have loved to see that, you know, just more of her becoming, how did she become so powerful? They didn't even show many of her successes like in the school you know i wanted to see her do something mind-blowing and amazing but mm. it, they didn't they just skip past all that and straight to being a big amazing i totally understand what you're saying i do mm. um i really feel like because again like the timelines for these characters they live so long and so many things happen over this timeline before and they only have eight episodes so they need to get to this certain point so mm. they pretty much need to get to present day by the end of the season mm. and they've got they pretty much just have to go through and cherry pick and kind of leapfrog stuff and really like because the episodes are so dense like yeah. i've watched i've watched the whole season through twice now and an episode or two 
again. Mm. Um, I really feel that The Witcher on its first viewing is... Individually, the episodes are quite good, but the show is kind of, you know, more the sum of its parts. It Once you watch the whole season and you reflect back on it as a whole, it works a lot better. Mm. And then even more so, this is a show that benefits from a repeat viewing. Like yeah. if you watch it once and then go back and watch it again after you've kind of like let a lot of that stuff kind of sink into surface level, mm. watching it again, you get so much more out of it because yeah. you know more now, you know the characters' names, you know who this is and that happened at this time. So yeah. when you get that repeat viewing, it works much better yeah. and it's easier to dissect. So that Yennefer thing, it's more of a it's more of a not being it's like the time jumps again. It's it's one of those things that gets lost, I think. It's if it was just explained like oh, this is supposed to be ten years later, we'd be like, Oh, okay, now it makes sense why she's so you know she's must have learnt more or whatever and it's one of those things that's just not explained they just kind of mm. just show it and it's not you just assume that oh see I thought it was probably the next day or next week or something she's only been there for a couple of weeks but apparently she's yeah. been there for, for the years scene, the scene where she's riding in the in the carriage there's with no the, way of knowing yeah, with yeah the queen and the baby and that she's like I've been in court, you know, um, advising for 30 years and this yeah. is where I've got to this See, point. And like, when I heard that, right. They, they give you that info. Like, mm. I, you know, there's so much that they've got to get through and they've only got so much time. So they mm. really have to kind of cherry pick the certain stuff. But there is elements in there if you listen yeah. and you pay yeah. attention. It's been 10 years since we met Geralt. Yeah. It's been th- I've been going to court and advising for 30 years and that. See that bit in the in the cart when she's with that the mother and the child mm. and she's riding with them and she said that she's like uh, something about 30 she's been doing it for 30 years or something. And um, I heard that and I was I couldn't help just be but just be confused. I was like wait because this is also a time when I didn't even know she was supposed to live for a hundred years. Like mm. I didn't even. That it wasn't. Well, I must have missed it, but I didn't even know that sorceresses could live their extended lives. They got. Mm. They live much longer. So when she said that, I was like, "But you don't look any older." And I, I was really confused then. It just yeah. that threw me because pretty much mages are pretty much like witches yeah. when they go through transformations or enchantments or whatever. Yep they're pretty much going to live long lives. They're going to live mm. for hundreds of years. Yep. You know, they're going to be youthful for longer. It's good. Exactly the same as witches. Whether it's that they explain that a bit more. Mm. But I want to go back and talk about what I thought were the best episodes. Because yeah, yep. there are only eight episodes. I've heard some people complain that it's like, oh, The Witcher was so good, but I wanted more. It was only eight episodes. I wanted so much more. Mm. If you go back and look at the fucking episode times... Episode three, I think, is the longest episode, and it's nearly 70 minutes. It's almost feature length. Mm. It's a 67, 68-minute episode. I'm pretty sure every episode bar two are over an hour long. I mean, Mm. the average, you know, TV program or whatever, you know, is like 45 minutes. I think I prefer that. So you're getting nearly an extra half hour of content. If you break that up, there's a good nearly 10 episodes of yeah. The Witcher there, but it's just been condensed down to eight episodes. Hmm. Um, my picks for the best episodes of the season yep. were episode two, episode three, and episode four. And I'll tell you why. Yep. Episode two was obviously because it was the introduction of Yaskir, the great comedy relief. 
who, um, for anyone who's played the game who doesn't know Yaskir, in the game he's Dandelion. Um, because I think Yaskir in Polish, uh, when it's translated to English, it's, what is it? It's a flower. It's a, it translates to the name of a flower, but it, it doesn't sound very masculine or whatever. So I guess they call, I will call him Dandelion or something like that because it's, it's kind of the cousin, adjacent cousin flower or something like mm. that. I read it before. I forget it now off the top of my head. Yeah. But the best thing about this episode, aside from Toss a Coin to a Witcher, which yeah. is the song of last year, oh, yeah. um, is Yennefer's story. It's so fucking engaging. The best Yennefer yeah. stuff in this show is the lead up to her transformation and mm. her becoming a full-fledged sorceress. Yeah, it's great. Because her being a hunchback and, you know, her body misshapen, she's got the misshapen mm, face like and jaw. And- yeah, she's deformed. That's great. But she has, like, you know, kind of the major touch. She can access chaos, you know. Yeah. Um, she's a conduit for chaos. That's the that's the term. Mm. Um, her story in episode two and into episode three leading up to her transformation is so fucking good. I honestly think it's probably the best uh, story-related stuff of the season. Mm. Her story. It's so interesting. It's so engaging. And to watch her go from this meek girl who can barely feed pigs, mm. you know, and her stepfather sells her for, what is it, four marks, you know, mm. and how demeaning and, you know, how, how lessening that makes her and how it makes yeah. her feel and she tries to commit suicide and then her eventually wanting to be better, to be more, her life to actually mean something yeah. and then eventually transforming and you know, turning into the Yennefer we see for the rest of the series. Mm. And then her reveal where the doors swing open and she comes walking in. It's just like, yeah, wow. I was like, wow. It's just like kind of yeah, breathtaking. It like, was, wasn't it? This is the moment, you know, this has got to be the breathtaking moment. When mm. she walks through she this door, amazing. she's got to be strong, powerful, confident, and stunning, mm. you know, and she's got to be all of that. And this uh, Anya, Anya Charlotta, who plays Yennefer, I've never seen her in anything before, but she's mm. amazing in the yeah, show. She is good. so good. Everybody's really on point in the show. Mm. Uh, Freya Allen, who plays Siri, I thought she's really good. Um, and obviously, Henry yeah. Cavill. Uh, who else? What do you uh, think of Triss in this? I liked Triss. Mm. Yeah, I really liked Triss mm, in this show. Good. Yeah. I don't know how they'd kind of play it because... In the events of the Witcher 2 game, Geralt loses his memory and then he, I think he meets Triss and then they fall in love. Oh, and right. then when he gets his memories back, he remembers Yennefer and their kind of relationship and that's kind of where the love the triangle. the love triangle kind of starts there. Yep. And I'm like, I wonder if that actually happened in the books where like Geralt loses his memory. Yeah. Like he chooses to join the Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt who get name dropped in like the first nine minutes of Episode one. I missed that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the Wild Hunt, Skellige, all that gets name dropped in the first episode, <laughs> like in the first 10 minutes of the yeah. first episode. Yeah. It's really cool. I really think everyone's uh, on point in the show. Mm. And Joey uh, Joey Batty or Batay, who plays Yasky, I thought he's awesome. Yeah, he, he's, he's great. great. I really wish he's I saw perfect. more of him. And I, I want to see so much more of him in yeah. um, season two. Oh, he's, and he's needed, I think, for this kind of show. When you've got such a gritty and dark show, mm. you just need that little bit of... A levity. Yeah. Yeah. It's per, it balances it out just right. Mm. Yeah, it gives you a good What was life. your favourite episode? Um, was it episode three? Was it the, the Striga? The Hunt one. Yeah, that was pretty good. I did like that. Mm. I liked it. Um, it's hard for me to remember because I haven't seen it more than once. I've 
So I'm trying to think back to which episode was where. But um, look, I I love the first episode. Yeah, I didn't. It's hard for me because I didn't. The first, you know, I was it kind of dragged for me all the way until the end. But that last fight scene at the first episode, where that whole fight. What's it called? The the butcher where he where he gets his name, the butcher of Blaviken. Yeah, that. Mm. So that whole thing that just blew me away. Like I was watching that, and I was like, "This is great." And the, um, the bit where he stabs the dude in the face with his sword, yeah. and then kind of tears it, and you see his face yeah. kind of slice open. I know, and I nearly feel like I need to say this is a great episode just for that. Mm. Even though I didn't really, I was lost and didn't, you know. Yeah, the whole whole Renfri and Stregobor story was very, it was quite dense. There was a lot in there and it it, like being a first episode and even I got a bit lost like in the first episode. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to follow along and and I feel like I got it for the most part. But then like two or three days, like two days later Mm. when I rewatched it, I'm like, okay, like I've got it now. Like I've got the story and that now, but there's just so much in there. Like Mm. if you, if. If your attention falters for like thirty seconds, you're gonna miss something. Yeah. You're gonna miss an important line of dialogue or something that may seem throwaway actually turns out to be mm. an important piece of dialogue. Yeah. Like later on. Was Especially it, when you find out it's like multiple timelines in that as well. Was it episode three when Yennefer's in the that cart and she's like and then there's a sa- the assassin mage that's trying to kill her? Uh, that's episode four. Portals. That's ah, that's okay. toward the beginning of episode say, four. That's because... one of my favourite parts of the show as well, um, when she's trying to get away from him. And I thought the magic was really well done yeah, in the show. Like really I, well. I'm, you know, I'm obviously referencing Game of Thrones here, but it's nice to see a fantasy show that has yeah. magic, more in fantasy it. Than, yeah. than more fantastical elements than medieval. Yeah, yeah. I, I want. I'm glad to see. Yeah, I feel like it's been needed for a while. You mm. know. Where it's such a yeah magic heavy show. And that I, was and that, that was a great scene. That was one of the better scenes uh, and, of the season. And the way they design the portals and stuff, how yeah. the portals, especially when she's like in the sand and you it. see the sand start to kick up and spin, and then yeah. the portal appears. And you're like, I, I love all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think because a lot of shows, like especially with Game of Thrones and. Apparently, Game of Thrones has a, like a whole lot of beasts and monsters that live in the forest and stuff, but they just don't show it, and it's more of a because it's not, <laughs> it's not a part of the story, I guess. But I found that this is great, this show, because they really it's heavy on the beasts and the monsters and the and the magic, and I I feel like I've just wanted a show like this for so long. What did you think of Geralt's signs? Yeah, I loved it, loved it. And he, like, puts the... Yeah, you can actually see him do it. And he, he mainly does the push one, uh, but I really uh, wanted to see... Yeah. yeah. He, he uses three. I wanted to see the Ignite one, like... Um, Igni. Flames, yeah, yeah, Igni. He uses three. He uses two in the first episode. Yep. Which is Ard, and I forget what oh, he it's does called. the mind control Yeah, the, the influence, yep. uh, like, the influence kind of simple mind control. Yeah. And then in episode three, he uses Quen, which is, like, the shield, where, oh, he, where okay. he climbs into the crypt, and he shuts the lid of the crypt, and then he does, like, Quen and puts oh, the shield. I can't remember. He puts the shield up on the right. inside of the, the lid of oh, the- Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. And she And she can't get in. Awesome. Into the crypt. Awesome. Into the sarcophagus or whatever, yeah. I didn't pick that up. I think that one- I remember him doing it now, but I it's don't remember- It's that shot in the first episode, too, him. that they keep showing in the trailer, where he's got his yeah. sword, and he walks over, and he uses Ard, and he- Yeah. <laughs> the hand, and he, the three guys oh, fall, fall back. 
See, it's I've, real simple shit like that. I, I love, love it where they're just not holding back on all... Because I feel like a lot of stuff that I've ever watched, even Lord of the Rings and all that, they drag a lot and they it's almost like they're not showing all this stuff because it's just so expensive to do. Mm. But this one, I just feel like it's... They're putting it in the right places. It doesn't feel like, you know... It, it, it feels like they're just not holding back. They're just doing it. They're just doing what they're meant to for a Witcher show. A good I Witcher feel like show. it's really important too. It is important, yeah. To really show you what witches can do. Yeah. Because um, deeper Witcher lore things are mentioned throughout the show. He mentions Care Morin. He references the Trial of Grasses where, yep. you know, three out of uh, ten boys uh, only survive the trial. Mm. Um when they're being transformed into witches, you know, do the final trial. Yep. And then in the last episode, he mentions Vesemir. Yeah, that's right. So, obviously, right. in season two, we're going to go to Care Morin and we're going to meet Vesemir, which will mm. be cool. It'll be interesting to see who they cast as Vesemir It'll in be the Mads. Show. It'll be Mads Mikkelsen. It'll be Mads. <laughs> the, the guy who plays um, Stregobor, the wizard, in the first episode in, yeah. the, in the tower, that's Lars Mikkelsen. That's Mads Mikkelsen's older brother. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, and he was the yeah. villain in season three of Sherlock. Ah, uh, okay. The super intelligent guy who had his own mind palace and yep. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good season of Sherlock. Yeah, nice. watch that again. I like that show. But yeah, I, I liked how they weren't afraid to show, you know, witches can use magic, but mm. it's very simple magic. You know, either things they can project or signs they can just draw yeah. or they're not know, like sign wi- with their fingers, you know? Yeah, they're not like mages. They can't do all the Yeah, they just have very simple stuff. forms of magic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, po- uh, the, the potions, potions. Is, that's great, doing all the potions. I liked what potion stuff we got, mm. but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that in season two, like if Geralt's down and out and maybe Ciri's there talking to Vesemir and yep. he kind of just gives a little bit of exposition about he's making a potion maybe. Yeah. And he's like, witches rely a lot on potions, you know, to enhance our abilities yep. and to help us fight. Like um, uh, one from the game is Black Blood. Yep. which is a potion you take when you fight vampires. And what you actually do is when you you take the potion Black Blood, if you have to allow a vampire to bite you and drink your blood and then it makes them sick, it kind of poisons the vampire them. and it weakens them and then you can, have then you can take them down. Yep. But I like the idea of it. It, you know, I you have that. to actually allow yourself to be bitten yeah, to be I attacked love that. Love for that. you to be able to I really to want to see them. that now in an episode. Mm. Um, I really want to see him use the oils as well on his blades. and he'll Or even put, uh, ru- what are they, rune stones in, into the sword? Yeah. That, like, that, I'd love to see stuff like that. That's probably more of a game thing. Yeah, that's but, probably more of a game thing. But, but the it, oils are great for the swords because then it, it helps him in a fight uh, yeah, against yeah. a certain beast. He'll, yeah. What do you think of the designs of his swords? I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, really good. His silver sword and yep. his, uh, it's not a steel sword, it's an iron sword, which he yeah. uses against... Um, I wish we got a bit more of an obvious look at that that he has too i mean for a newcomer to the show probably would think he had had one sword all along but he actually has two one for the silver sword for monsters and no, the sorry, silver sword for sorry people and humans silver sword for no monsters. no no sorry silver sword silver is, sword for monsters yes monsters and iron sword for everybody iron else sword, yes that's yeah, right yeah, yeah that's right and um what did you think of the first scene in the tavern after was- he's killed the kikimore and he comes into the tavern, and everyone's just like, yeah. we don't want you kind around here, witcher. Like, yeah. what are you doing here, and all this bloody shit. Yeah, I know. That was good, that one. That was good. That was, I, I liked the- how they put across it. Witches are such a, like, 
they were and are still. Mm. And it, they play an important role in the world. Yeah. But people just despise them so much. Yeah. Even though they're needed, you know, yeah. and, and they do do good things. But the whole thing of people saying that, you know, when you go through the transformations, they say it wipes out your emotions. Mm. And apparently, obviously, that's not true. But yeah. that's just kind of a bit of propaganda that the witches have put out there, mm. which makes it easier for them to get payment. Yeah. Because, look, I don't care about you. I just want the coin. You yeah. give me the coin, I'll kill this monster, and I'll be on my way. Yeah. And it helps create like a barrier between them and the humans they don't have to get into involved yeah. people aren't expecting them to get too involved with them they mm. just come hire them to do the job they do it they get paid they fuck off i felt like i was uh, a little bit robbed on episode i can't remember what episode it was when he comes back into well well some guy the episode starts and there's a guy talking about the witcher he's down there he's fighting a beast or something and um you know saying he got eaten in he was in his mouth and stuff, and he got eaten. The witch is dead, and then uh, and then you see Geralt come in all like gruesome, covered and in guts, and covered shit. in guts, and I everything. Think that's episode three. And um, oh, I felt a little bit robbed there. I was like, oh, I would have really loved to see that happen, and not just like mm. an aftermath thing. And which it's it played out well. Still, it works. Still, mm. still works really well, actually. Yeah. But um, I was like, oh, I want to see as many beast fights as I yeah. can. I want. I'm which in it is, for the monsters. Which is why I thought you'd like episode three the best because yeah. that is the most witchery episode. That was great. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was really good that episode. Yeah, that would be my favorite. I would mm. say episode three is. Mm. Yeah. I definitely thought the weakest episodes were episode one. Yeah. Um, because it was very jam packed with information and it was mm. a little bit hard to dissect um but obviously i say you know you go back and it's a, yeah. a show that benefits from a rewatch from another yeah. viewing for a pilot it doesn't really work i would say personally mm. i just think yeah for, I, for when someone, i finish watching it i'm like that was all right yeah but i didn't expect that from a first episode but i guess there's a lot that they've got to yeah. get through so for, i'll for, give you a little bit of slack for, for that people one. like uh my father-in-law joel he he watched he he was watching the witcher on netflix and I mean, he kept going. I think he got to episode three, but I'm thinking for people like him who has no idea and you just watch these first episodes and it might be hard to follow or you get lost and then all you get is the the fight, the monster fight at the start and the fight at the end, uh, which are really good. Um, I think it's, as a pilot, doesn't work as great, mm. you know, overall, because it's just you don't really know what the story is, where it's going. Mm. That's from, a season one thing, though, as well. Like, yeah. you, you've got to cut shows... A bit of slack in the first season yeah. because there is a lot they have to set up in first seasons and, you know, they're trying to find their feet. You know, mm. they're, they're going through, like, growing pains and that, which is why yeah. shows really start to take off, you know, like season two, season three. Even yeah. Breaking Bad did that. Like, mm. Breaking Bad was pretty good first season, yeah. but it didn't really start to take off until two, three. Yeah. You know, that's when it really started to take off. I think my my weakest episode was definitely number six, uh, the dragon one. Yeah. Yeah, so mainly because I really loved the build-up to it and the, the hunt and, like, their travelling and, you know, and nearly falling off cliffs and stuff like that. And it was it was great. Um, and it was mainly when you get to the end and you see the... Uh, yeah, you see the dragons. 3D is not that the the CGI. Sorry, is not that great. It's mm. it's very 
is poor-ish. No, it's not poor. It's just not great. They're stretching the they're stretching their CG budget. There yeah, a bit. And I yeah. think it was more the design of the dragons that I didn't really like. Mm. Um, the, the style they chose for them. especially after Game of Thrones, where they just yeah. here's all the fucking dragon money you yeah. want. And uh, the main part for me, this is just me because I'm not, I haven't read the books and I know that it's a part of it. But when I first heard that, you know, the, the dragon in, is a guy and he transforms from a guy to a dragon. And or he's a dragon that transforms into a guy. Yeah, as that's disguise. It. That's right. Yeah. And that, I was just like, ah, oh, it's just too far fetched for me. I, that's what my first impression because yep. I wasn't familiar with the books and such. Um, and when the dragon is there and it's talking, and it's just a voiceover kind of thing. I was like, oh, just cheesy. I was kind of cringy at that. Um, also, the part where Geralt and Yennefer, they're all fighting everyone away. Um, and then, yeah, Yennefer's like, no, hang on, that bit. And they, they do the, the clash. Geralt, yeah, sorry, Geralt and Yennefer do that big clash hug. And they wrap around each other. And, and she's like, Ard, and they spin around. Yeah. And he does Ard and blows Spin them around, and blow them away. And then they do the big smooch at the end, like, as they're doing it. So, like, all these guys are getting blown away around them. And they're, like, doing a big pash right there. And I was like, oh, cringe. I was like, that's like, that was just a bit cheesy. Too cheesy for me. It was a bit much for you. Yeah, just for, I was like, don't. It, it almost was the kind of thing I was like, oh, it's starting to taint the show for me. I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want them to go that direction. And then the only other bit was when they, then Yennefer somehow has all these amazing sword fighting skills and she's really good with a blade and she's fighting off all these swordsmen and she was just as good as Geralt with a blade. And um, I was like, no, keep her, she's a mage, like she needs to just, like keep it true and like don't go far-fetched Hollywood with this. I thought they were trying to go too action-packed, you know, and I was like, no, keep it, keep it real with her and keep it with the mage stuff magic have her blasting him away or whatever she does i just wanted a bit more of that but yeah i just felt that was going a bit too far-fetched there as well to be fair though she's probably 100 odd years old 150 odd years old that's a lot of time to learn how to use a dagger yeah (laughs) true but i thought she'd be using all that for like that time is pushed all into her mage stuff you know but i guess it's trying to find a balance as well can you picture her going into a like an arena or wherever to practice sword fighting mm. and stuff like doesn't make sense like if she had like a master in that and it was like one-on-one training like yes but it's the kind of thing where you look that's episode six and then you look at episode seven and eight which are very ma- especially eight which are very magic heavy mm. and they're like okay we haven't really had a sword fight because of like the two episodes before they there weren't really any fights or action mm. scenes or anything like that. They're like, okay, so in this episode we have to have like an, an action scene. We have to swing some swords. Yeah. So instead of having Yennefer use her magic, which she could easily do and take everyone out, and then that would defeat the purpose, you know, and it would remove our action scene we want. This gives us the opportunity to show that, you know what, yeah, she is a sorceress, you know, first and foremost, but she does have some skill with a blade. And she can handle herself with a weapon. Mm. So she's not just, you know, magic out of the fingertips and all that sort of shit. She can handle a blade and that as well, which I didn't mind. I had no problem with that. Yeah. That was the only episode for me. The rest, the whole season, great. I, I had no real. Apart from, like, what I said was just being lost a few times here and there. That's 
absolutely great. It is a hard it. show. It is it mm. is a hard show to unpack. There is a lot in there. Mm. Like, listen to me defend this show. It's fucking good and it's hard. It's a tough show, but it is rewarding mm. once you get through it. It man. is. It's good. It's it's worth watching the whole thing. I did think episode six was a bit weak as well. Uh, yep. The setup and that, hey, we want to hunt a dragon. Why do you want to do it, old man? Because I want to do one more adventurous thing in my life or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> I like and if you actually, it, like, yeah. take some notice, like, his shirt kind of looks scaly. Oh, uh, yes. Like, he it has kind of looks like scaly. Kind of, it kind yeah. of looks like, ah, dragon scales. Yeah, it kind yeah. of looks like that. Yeah, you know. Uh, it was funny at the start when they're in the tavern or something and Geralt's set on saying no to accepting this mission. He's and like, then he's, he's as soon like, no. as he finds out Yennefer's coming. He just looks over and Yennefer's on board and he's like, oh, she's doing it. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I kind of laughed at that. That was good. He's but, just, yeah, I thought uh, that was one of the weaker episodes. A- again, yeah. kind of for the the very much fantastical element of, like, a super rare gold dragon that barely anyone's ever seen. Yeah. And we don't know what they can do. But it turns out it can turn into a human and disguise itself. Yeah. Um, that was probably just a little bit out there. That uh, was I another. thought that I myself, I did think that was a little bit cheesy. I'm willing to cut it a lot of slack because, you know, it's it's a book. It's a story. It's about fucking guys with white hair with cat's mm. eyes. You can well, see in the fucking it. dark and shit. When I found out that it was, it's in the books, it's an actual, apparently in the books, it's a really good uh, story arc or whatever mm. with the dragon and you know even though and it can transform into a person and but to condense it down to an uh, hour episode. to one episode yeah so yeah. apparently the story is great in the books and it's a really one of the strongest stories and uh and then they try and cram it into this one episode i, I just for a first time watcher and unknown of all that I, it was yeah it's just struck me by surprise and got a bit cheesy for me. Yeah. But yeah. I did feel they were they were really stretching the budget a bit, the mm. CG budget in that episode, especially with the, the design, the look of the dragon, because I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, oh. it's yeah. about 70%. And the the fact that, uh, like another part of the episode, like you were saying how uh, apparently the gold dragon is the most rare and it's almost mythical and all that. Mm. So... When they said that, I was like, I really hope we don't see that dragon this episode because yeah. I want that mystery. I want to know that it exists, maybe, but then keep it for some other time. Mm. Um, but then you see it like 10 minutes later and it's apparently not so rare after yeah. all. It's just It's there. a bit hokey. The CG is a bit hokey. It's right there. <laughs> and it has just his voice. He just does like a voiceover, yeah. which is a little bit weird because like obviously the dragon's mouth and it's not moving. And mm. it, it kind of feels a little bit hokey. Yeah. It feels a little bit hokey because we live in a, you know, we kind of live in a day and age where we want to know everything and we want to unpack everything and we kind of want to have everything explained. Like most mm. of the time, like there's a lot of times I'm happy to just not know, go along with it, you know, whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, How's he communicating with just like a voice over? Is it just like a mental thing? Is he talking yeah. in their heads? Like an all can hear it, or is it just a voice booming out of the yeah, out of the air and the dragon's not actually talking? <laughs> I'm just like it's, it's kind That's of That's what weird. I was wondering it's at the time weird. as well. It's kind of weird. Threw but you off. go back and you watch it again. Like Yaskier is talking to uh the like the twin like uh warriors that accompany mm. the dude and He's just like, why are you two beautiful women, like, you gorgeous, you know, amazing, strong women hanging out with this old man? And they kind of stop and they're like, because he is the most beautiful. 
And to begin with, you're like, oh, that's a weird thing for them to say. They think this old guy's beautiful, but no, they know he's a dragon and he's this mythical gold yeah. dragon. And they're referencing his true form, his dragon form. Mm. He is the most beautiful. Apparently in the books, you know, though, they, they have their whole own kingdom and stuff like that. The twins are a part of a, a big, yeah, like a... I don't know. They've just got this whole kingdom and it's a big... They're part, a big, important part in the Witcher world. Apparently, there's this uh, part in the book where Triss gets diarrhea for three days straight. <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm, didn't do that in the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one thing you kind of want to leave out. Yeah. Um, What did you think of Henry Cavill's voice yeah loved as it Geralt I loved it I didn't think it was too forced I didn't think it was too little I I liked it you could still understand everything he said it was mm. wasn't like Batman-ish it was it was kind of like he's it still almost felt like his natural voice he just kind of took it down he speaks not. very gruff and he just yeah. speaks very low and very yeah. serious and I loved I'm the little Witcher. the little subtle uh, grunts mm. and the and then yeah the fuck yeah. he's like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a simple shit like that I love those little moments like in leading up to before the show came out yeah. like uh, the showrunner um, Lauren Hisrick she said that originally we had in the show Geralt talked heaps because in the books all he does is talk he talks all the time and about everything uh. but she's like when I met Henry. She's like, the way that the uh, interview was worded, she's like, when I met Henry and I started talking to him, I realized that he's such a great actor and his body language and that he could communicate so much in a look or yeah. a grunt, for example. And I'm like, that's from the games. Yeah. He's just like, I want to do more like this. And then you see in interviews like post-show um, after it's been released, because they in the lead up to this, they're like obviously like game outlets and that, like talking to them and like, is it going to be like this in the game? Is it going to be like this? Is it going to have this? And they're like, well, we're going from the books first and foremost. Yes, we know the games exist, but we're doing off the books. Mm. And when it's when you watch the show, there's so much from like the games that they've actually thrown in there for game fans mm. and what actually worked, like what CD Project Red yeah. and Doug Cochran that like got right like in the games in the representation of this character well, you can and tell. how he's written and how he speaks yeah and Cavill's just like I've played that game for X amount of 100 hours this is how this was like the best way that Geralt's been represented yeah I want to do it similar to this but obviously in my own accent not mm. an American accent in like an English accent and then it's pretty much just that's you know one of the major parts of Geralt in the show is taken from the game. Yeah. You know, the way he speaks, the way he emotes, the yep. grunts and that. Um, one of my favourite scenes from the show is in episode four after they're talking about the lore of surprise and stuff and Dunny turns him back human and he's like, oh, you like a life debt and that. How can I ever repay you? He's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, I've got to give you something. And Geralt's just like, you know what? I'll do what you did. I'll claim the lore of surprise. You know, whatever you don't know you have, bloody is mine or whatever. And then he goes to like walk off and then immediately like Pavetta just vomits. Yeah. Like, and then she's just like, he just realizes that she's pregnant and he's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a little while to get that bit there. Um, I didn't know whether- The lore was... of surprise. It's kind of confusing. I didn't know whether that vomit was supposed to be a, a, a pregnancy vomit or if 
some spell was just cast on her. I actually thought she was about to drop and die then. No, nah, I just thought straight she was, away. I'm like, she's pregnant. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was like some curse or something that she mm. just had. And he's like, fuck, she's because like some curse. I didn't know. That mm. that wasn't really spelled out for me that well. But yeah, don't know. The best thing about the show, toss a coin to your witcher. Yeah. Fucking epic <laughs> I've been looking up all these like covers for, for that. <laughs> There's covers of it everywhere. I know. The- it's everywhere now. Like it was just such... A catchy tune. And yeah. I think the best thing that they did was what Lauren did. They didn't go to, like, the musician or the composer or whatever to write the lyrics. Mm. They went back to the person or persons who wrote that episode. And they're like, okay, we need a song about Geralt. It's got to be this, this, and this. Go on, you write it. And they come up with the lyrics for the actual song. They created mm. the lyrics for the song, wow. which ties back to everything that happened in that episode because they yeah. know that episode better than anyone else oh, yeah. because they wrote it. So who better to write that song mm. than the actual writers of the episode? Yeah. And the the lyrics are great. Um, The way it's sung is really good. It's very much a bard song, you know, the way it starts yep. off. Um, It's definitely something you would hear in an inn or a tavern or whatever, mm. and he's walking around with his, you know, playing it. And then yeah. Go, yeah, great song. I reckon it's, we'll hear it again in season two. It's actually the ringtone on my phone. <laughs> it <laughs> nice. is. I'm not even joking. That's great. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but yeah, Joey Batty sings it really well. Apparently, when he came into the studio to record the song, he was sick as a dog. Oh, really? He had, like, the flu and shit, so they, like, went out, and they get, like, tea and honey and all that stuff, and they're plugging him, like, full with all these bloody hot drinks and honey and all that sort of stuff. Um, just to get him ready to be able to sing. Apparently, he is a singer. He is a lead singer of like a folk band. Oh right, um, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it was a really good show. Um, I liked pretty much everything about it. It was a very, it, it was a tough show to kind of pull apart. There was a lot mm. in there. Um, they had to pack a lot in there. You really had to pay attention. Um, and it was stuff that you kind of had to, okay, what does this mean? What actually is the law of surprise? Let me look at that because I didn't quite understand. Does it mean mm. you're entitled to, you know, a bale of hay or a fucking goat or, you know, your yeah. unborn child? You know, I'm entitled to your child or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, like what kind of law is that? You know, that's definitely something that a Polish writer came up with. I can't wait to see more of the... Just more beasts and things. I want to see drowners. I want to see a few of those lurking around. Cool. We got corpse eaters in the last episode. Doing some spectres. And yeah, we got like, like ghouls, corpse eaters in the last episode. Yeah, like, when that they was went great. to like the um the refugee camp and the yeah. guy was like trying to move all the bodies and that stuff. Cool. And then they all come out of the ground, all these I want ghouls to see him go down to a crypt or something and like have a ghost episode. That'd be great. Like a spectre in that. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Spectre episode. Hopefully they'll get a lot more money for the second season. The show was such a big hit. Like, mm. I, I was looking on, like, because uh, the show came out in the 20th, you know, getting toward, like, 10 or 11 days later. There mm. are all these lists coming out. What's the most watched stream show of the year? What's this? Apparently, like, The Mandalorian, which was the biggest show of the year and yeah. ate to be the most pirated show of the year, apparently The Witcher overtook <laughs> The Mandalorian. Wow. That's in, like, the last impressive. 10 days of the year. It's, like, one of the biggest shows of the year. Like... It's hard to beat Star Wars, isn't it? Even a show like Stranger Things and that, like yeah. in Australia, like the most watched, the most watched thing on Netflix in Australia last year was that fucking Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, 
heist boat movie murder uh, murder fucking that was the most, people are stupid man they just watch fucking Adam <laughs> Sandler movies fucking idiots but the second most watched thing on Netflix in Australia last year was The Witcher at number two and that yep. only came out in the last ten days yeah. of the year that's amazing that is really good so many people watching it mm. um I really liked before I finally wrap it up I've just remembered this like. A sh- it is a show that's great on repeat viewing because once you get to episode six, you actually find out that Geralt was in Sintra, like in the first episode yeah. where like the sacking and the war and that was happening. Yeah. And then like in the first episode, like Siri's playing Knuckle Bones and she kind of looks over and it kind of shows you the that corner of this good. building and then the knights come riding around the corner on the horse and you're like, mm. oh, she must have like, she's magical she can kind of hear it coming since but it's actually Geralt. kind of destiny because Geralt was kind of in that hallway yeah. and there was one scene where we got the medallion touch in episode six yeah I know was like because they're supposed to vibrate yeah because I had to explain it to Catherine as well I was like the witches and medallions are actually a little bit magic and you know if they're near an element or or something like that that's uh important or it's a magic related thing it'll kind of hum it'll all vibrate and once Geralt kind of knows he's even if he's subconsciously close to Siri, he kind of grabs his medallion almost like it's mm. humming, like it's telling him, like destiny. Such a theme of this show is like destiny. And because yeah. they say it a hundred times every episode, she is your destiny. You can't fight destiny, Geralt. Destiny, destiny, destiny. Mm. Yeah. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Dig the show. Yeah, I'm keen for more. I, I heard, I think they're jumping ahead of themselves, but that was there was a thing saying that they're up for, like they're looking at doing like 20 seasons or something, like 10 seasons. 20 or seasons? A, yeah, like they're, they're like, oh, it's, it's um, you know, apparently they've already got it going for, the, or they're, they're looking to do, you know, that mm. amount of seasons. I'm like, well. Well, I know season two is locked in, but we're not getting it till 20. You can 20- never be sure because it it all depends on how good a certain season is. If, yeah. if a season flops, then it ends. It's, this it's season canceled. was really well received. Critically, yeah, yeah. it was probably, it probably got a, a little bit of a flogging. It was probably like, you know, 75, 25, 75 good, 25 flogging. You know, mm. a lot of people didn't like it. It was convoluted or whatever. There was one fucking uh, outlet. What was it? Was it Variety or the New York Times? I forget which one it was. But, like, one of the higher-end, like, media outlets and that, like, the reviewer watched, like, the first episode, the first episode or two and didn't like it. So he skipped to episode five and watched episode five. And I don't even think he watched the whole thing. And then he reviewed the season on watching like two or three episodes from. He didn't even watch the whole show. And fuck, they copped a lot of flack for that from people. You can't review a show just by watching Cherry picking the odd episode and that because you It sounds like they weren't even going to give it a chance from the beginning. Yeah. I liked the show. I really enjoyed it. As a fan of the game, I loved it. Um, and now as a fan of the show, I fucking, yeah. yeah, I love yep. it. I think it's great. I think Henry Cavill's great. Henry Cavill's Henry- awesome. I love Everyone's it. great. What do you want from season two? Uh, yeah, I want, what I, what I really want, and we got a little bit of it, like when you said in episode three, I really want a, an episode that is just, just simple, like, like, a like a hunt where he's, he's just, he's got a, he goes and collects his gold or whatever and from someone you know oh i've got a there's someone's you know my someone's missing and i need you to find this beast you know or something like that i just want an episode that's real simple 
just him tracking a beast. But I, I don't want him to get straight to it. I want it to be a whole episode of him searching and going through caves and he's trying to find traces of it and he has to take certain tonics and, uh, you know, put oil on his blade. And You want a live-action game. Use, you use cat eyes. <laughs> and like, but no, more like... Yeah, pretty much, but <laughs> but I really <laughs> I want know it you to too be well, Patrick. But Graham. I've always wanted that in in cinema form. I'd love to see yeah. that done. Like they kind of like that Mandalorian episode where he had to go and find the egg from that that big beast thing, and you know get that and bring it back. Yeah, that was a shorter version, but mm. but I want something like that with The Witcher. I really want him to just go deep and then finally get to it, and he has to decide whether to kill it or not, and it's like more of a decision based thing and. Um, something like that. I really want a good episode like that, but uh, that's really all I want. I want more monsters. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I, I honestly, I would like to see some more and magic. Hunting. I want yeah. some more Yennefer, more magic. I want mm. that love triangle to come in with Triss. I would. Love I want to, to really see the family element like start to yeah. take off, like because Yennefer spends a lot of this season wanting a baby. I want to see Triss. Uh, Triss, sorry, not Triss. Um, Theory. I want to see Siri go through training like the Witcher because yep. she's supposed to be. I think that'll be a way off. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll a way be a way, off. way off. But I want to see her turn into the one like in the game. Mm. Yeah, she's very strong. You, you know. just want the game. You want a live action game, don't you? Yeah, yeah, All I right. do. I know you too. I really do. You're very simple. You're easy to please. Oh, yeah. And you're very hard to please at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, not um, really. Not really. <laughs> I just want to see uh, more expansion on everything. Mm. I want to learn more yeah. about witches. I want to know. Go deep. Because we're going to care more. And I want to see kind of what the live action um, interpretation of care more looks like. You know, the school of the wolf. You know, yeah. what it looks like now. Because, you know, we can't. You know, after the sacking of Care Morin, you know, we've lost the ability to create witches, you know. Yeah. So, so what does Care Morin look like now? Is it a ruin and the remaining few witches, you know, the school of the wolf witches live there? Mm. Um, Vesemir is there. Is he there in his own? Is he there with more? What does it look like? You know, I want to see more expansion on the witcher lore, you know, yep. what what actually is involved in creating witches. Yeah. You know, why do they use potions? Where did they learn how to make potions? I want to see what Vesemir's like. I want to see who they cast as Vesemir. Mm. Um, and I really want to see that family dynamic start to uh, grow um, and how that kind of affects Yennefer now that she kind of has a surrogate child with Ciri. Mm. Um, I want to see more Yaskir. Yep. I'd love to see some monster hunting. Um, I would like another catchy song that's as good or better as Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Mm. And I fucking want Gwent. <laughs> yeah, you I want, want Gwent. to see some Gwent. Even if there's just someone in the back of a tavern <laughs> with some cards, there's yep. like establishing shots of Geralt coming into a tavern. It cuts to everyone turns and looks and you see one guy like flipping cards and he stops. And they're yep. obviously playing Gwent. Oh, look, and I'm I, just like, they don't they don't have to have it in yeah. the show. They don't have to have it like, this is an established thing. But to just reference it once. Oh, I guarantee you I just want to see it referenced once. They will. It's There's going to be many seasons and no doubt. Oh, somebody's it's walking past be... Geralt in a tavern. He's like, fancy a game of Gwent <laughs> Witcher. And he's oh, like, they will. And he's just like, fuck off. <laughs> Oh, there'll be a Gwent tournament or something like it's that. It's like that scene in X-Men First Class where Charles and Magneto come in and they meet Wolverine yeah. and they're like, oh, fancy a game of Gwent? And he's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And they kind of just leave. Yeah. 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 Something, something like that, but 
instead of Wolverine, it's Gwent. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'd like to see that. Oh, they will. Don't I worry. just, I, I'd like to see them have um, a little bit more money, Netflix shell out a bit more money, especially for like the CG budget. Mm. You know, if we're going to have some monsters and stuff, like like I said, that that is first shot in the first episode of the Kikimora. Yeah. Like, this was like the first big monster thing. So that show, that shot really had to like sell it. It had to look good. Mm. Um, If it looked like hokey CG, people would have been like, oh man, I haven't got good hopes for this. That's not a yeah. good start. You know, but there was a really good start Um, with the look and the design of the, the yeah. CG, the quality of the CG. Mm. Um, And I'm interested to see how uh, a more like um, linear story plays out now that all three timelines have caught up and are together. And Mm. just to see how that plays out now. I mean, will Siri start to learn more about her past and her origins and her abilities? And, you know, will it get to like the end of the season and they'll be like, we're going to train you as a witcher. We're going to train you to be a witcher. And it'll be like, dun, 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 dun. Season ends. See you in two years for yeah. season three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen. Yeah, I yeah. want more. I want yeah, more Witcher. Great. I want it right now. It's good. Yeah. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Mm. Um, that's about it from me. I think I've yep. pretty much covered everything. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's a good show. Mm. Bloody loved it. Yep. I want another Witcher game. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. We will get one. No oh, doubt. we will after in probably like six or seven years. Oh yeah, it'll be. We'll probably get another one after Cyberpunk. It'll be on and, PS5. Already. Yeah, um, it, it won't be. I doubt it'll be a Witcher game with Geralt, but it will definitely get another Witcher game of some oh, description. Has yeah, to be Geralt. has to be Geralt. A Geralt story is already done though. He's had his trilogy. He got his story mm. wrapped up at the end of Blood and Wine. He lives True. happily ever after. True. Yeah. Um, depending on the ending you get. Mm. Um, I did buy that Thronebreaker. Um, the the Witcher. Game, what is it? Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, or whatever it is. I bought okay. that. It was on sale the other week, and I bought that for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and I was playing that. It's pretty good. It's oh, pretty yeah. good. Um, it's yep. like a little kind of isometric game, and you run around with your little character and stuff. And then, but all the battles are Gwent. They're all Gwent battles. So that's how it all plays out. But the story is really good. It's like The Witcher. It's all dense dialogue. You do get some dialogue options in that, like how you choose. Um. When you run into people and you meet people, you can kind of recruit them in that. And depending on how you play, they can either be happy with you and stay with you and be loyal or you can upset them. You know, they ask you to do something and you don't do it. And you're like, well, fuck you, then I'm leaving. And then they leave your party and all that sort of stuff. So it, it is quite still dense storytelling, maybe not to the degree of The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, you know, something like the Bloody Baron, like side quest and that, you know, incredibly dense, like moving story, but it is still really good. Mm. And it is something you could probably sink a lot of hours into, but yeah, yeah. more Gwent. Love it. Yep. Bloody love it. Yeah. Nice. Is that it from you, mate? Yeah. Yep. That's all I got to cover. Well, that's it from me. Um, yeah. What would you give it out of five? I would give it a solid, solid four. I'd give it a four as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah four yeah. out of five. It's just a bit. It's a bit dense. It's it's a lot to to chew on the show. Mm, yeah. But again, I will say it. It is a show that benefits from a repeat viewing. Yeah. So if you watch it once and then you want to come back to it in a couple of weeks or a month and just watch through it again, um, still having knowledge in that of your first like watch, watch through. Um, it will make more sense and mm. you will get more out of it and you'll be like, oh, okay, I forgot they said that line. I didn't catch that the first time. That makes more sense now. Yeah. This makes more sense now. That's cool. I didn't notice that the first time. But, yeah, it's definitely a series of benefits from a rewatch. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's it from me, mate. Awesome. 
It's good to see you, pal. Yeah, you too, mate. We've got to do uh, our Rise of Skywalker episode. Mm. We've got to talk about that. We'll get to that eventually. Um, yep. I've got two really cool episodes planned coming. Um, uh, I've recorded... What is it now? It's Thursday night now. I'm recording another show Saturday afternoon, which is going to be really cool. But then I've got another pretty cool episode lined up one that i think you'll really enjoy and there's yeah. going to be more instagram related stuff to that uh episode i haven't told you about it yet because i yeah. haven't seen you but once we get off here yeah i'll spill the deets right. mate. I'll tell, me, tell, mate. tell me yeah thanks for listening everyone uh yep. get on netflix and watch the witcher it's really good yeah. i don't think you'll regret it mm. yep thanks patty all right no worries thanks everybody we'll catch you next week on the media geeks hey, hey.